Join me, 48 Hours Correspondent Erin Moriarty, on my podcast, My Life of Crime, as I take on true crime investigations like no other. This season, I'm looking into the labyrinth of crime and secrets within families. I'm cutting straight to the evidence and talking to the people directly involved, including investigators and the families of victims. Listen to My Life of Crime with Aaron Moriarty wherever you get your podcasts. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Inspired by the life of the savvy and ambitious Colombian businesswoman Griselda Blanco comes a new Netflix original limited series. Griselda tells the story of a devoted mother who, with her lethal blend of charm and relentless savagery, creates one of the most powerful cartels in history. Witness Sofia Vergara's captivating transformation into the godmother of the underworld. Griselda, now streaming only on Netflix. I suspect that there is a time coming where many millennials who have been very much given the narrative of you can do and be anything are going to be facing an idealism crisis at scale. I suspect, I don't know if this is true, but this is just me patterning that myself included, which is a lot of what I've been personally working through, and many of my millennial brethren who are very much focused on mental health and anxiousness and uh, often applying that anxiousness to uh, a lot of major movements and causes, and that often when we feel like we cannot resolve what's happening internally, we try to change the outside world, and that's what a lot of us are doing. And I suspect that at some point there will be a time where there is a almost a mass giving up. I don't want to say giving up necessarily, but a burnout. That it's actually going to be a good thing for a lot of people to reach a burnout to the effect of realizing that the idealism that you're seeking will never happen. Because our, our idealism is always shifting and molding and changing. And we can never keep up with the wave of that idealism. And that's going to split people into two directions. One is cynicism and the other is acceptance. Cynicism, typically to me, which I think we're seeing already for a lot of people, is this reckoning with the grief of the loss of your idealism that there is something that you wanted the way the world to be the way people should be uh that the way we can treat each other the way that systems should work the way that our family should work the way that our parents should work the way that we should operate and then at some point it just kind of all collapses onto ourselves, that we came into this world with expectations, and we continue to have expectations, uh, 
and how fair is it for us to try to apply those expectations onto other people who have different circumstances and different lives and different experiences. And that maybe you'll realize that like, oh, religion's always going to be a thing if you're someone that's railing against it and wanting to deconstruct it. Or that there will always be people who are fundamentalists or racists or uh, murderers, etc. That uh, we all start from zero and that we have to all go through a developmental path. And I wouldn't say always that there's always going to be those kinds of people. Maybe there is a, a time in the future where we can find pipelines for those things. But as it stands right now, none of that's going to change within our lifetime. That's a lot. That's, that's, that's big. That's intense. And I think as we develop and get to know the scale of the world and really start to grasp, really start to grasp what we can't grasp, it's like your perception expands in getting to know more of how the world works or learning more about different parts of the world or personally going to experience different parts of the world. But that there is always something out of reach that we can't know everything. We can't experience everything. We can't account for everything that usually positives of what we think something is, is usually a dream. And then the negatives of what we think of a lot of things are also not true. There are so many stories of people who go on road trips and they encounter really lovely people. And they're often surprised by the generosity of random strangers. And then starting to get to know aspects of what's happening in the world in war-torn countries or developing nations or even in so-called developed countries where there are all sorts of rampant challenges and complexities in systems and that a lot of us are playing games of defense and getting in each other's way and it's a complex wave and node of a network of human beings that it's very difficult to make the world the way that we want it and that actually the trick of feeling like everything's okay is internal that to quell the anxiety is sometimes living in the basic necessities of getting our needs met food, water, shelter, love, compassion, care, getting to know our family, building a relationship with our family. A lot of millennials have a torn relationship with family yet they want to save the world. It really starts with you and it starts locally. And what I really want to talk about is the other side, which is acceptance. And acceptance doesn't mean throwing your hands up and giving up. Acceptance is focusing in on what it is that you can contribute to, focusing in on what you can lend, what you can change, what you can create that could last beyond your lifetime, what you can contribute to that is bigger than yourself, that you don't need to apply ideals bigger than you are in order to contribute to. And you don't need to lie in bed and worry about the world's achings and pains because there are 8 billion people trying to figure it all out. And so we're living in a really big, complex, interconnected time where every node of every developmental system is connected via the internet. 
many of which are still not. Um, but it's, it's a complex web. And as more millennials start to get to know more of the complex web and, and kind of learn that their capacity is not going to meet their expectation, that there's going to be a reckoning with that. And I think that's why this podcast exists. That's why mental health platforms are existing. It's almost like we're preparing mass triage for a lot of mental health care that is still needed now, but is going to be needed as we realize that what we are trying to create isn't necessarily going to work. And that might not necessarily be tomorrow, may not be in a few years from now. I don't really know. But, you know, there's some interesting shifts changing. There's um, student loan uh, debt relief that's starting to occur. And my personal perception on it is that if, if anything, you know, it'll either help people and remove obstacles or it will remove excuses, right? It kind of depends on what the perspective is and what the relationship to that stuff is, right? <clears throat> but like acceptance, to go back to the acceptance piece, the acceptance piece is, is sort of looking at your life and looking at where you are and looking at where your feelings are and looking at your developmental level and looking at maybe whatever traumas you have to deal with, getting whatever help you need, and just sort of assessing um, a couple different factors. One, are you simply young? Because like under 25 especially these days, uh, youth has been extended. Like I've seen 25 year olds still very much acting like children, uh, particularly spoiled children who have everything paid for and are complaining about their parents who are paying for everything for them. Uh, if you're young and under 25 and you're still figuring stuff out and you're making a mess, like that's what you're supposed to be doing. Life is supposed to suck <laughs> for a long time. You know, you're you're stretching the boundaries. You're trying to stretch out of dependence into independence. That's a tricky game because all we want to do is stay in bed, right? And that's the default. Um, but to take the reins and control of our lives is also to take responsibility. And that's hard too. To really own and be responsible also means we got to take the good with the bad if we fuck up, that's on us. If we do well, that's on us. Uh, you know, if you, you want the rewards, you got to do the work. Um, no work, no eat is what I've heard in a Buddhist story. And to me, that's pretty important to start to work towards that idea of self-sufficiency. But if you're a young person, that's just like, it's going to be a lot of whirling around and figuring out you know what it all means and what you can do and then the other side of that if you're an older person older than 25 <clears throat> it's a situation where you're starting to hone in buckle down figure out uh, that there are fewer mistakes you can make now because you truly are starting to be more on your own and accepting that you don't have as much time to give your attention to these things that are kind of esoteric and not in your house. Like you're at home talking to your partner about global warming when like it's not immediately affecting you right now. 
I'm not saying to ignore it, not to philosophize about it and have a good time, but to panic about it and have anxiety around these things constantly, ever presently, is something that I think as you're starting to mature, you start to let go of. I personally think maturity is a growing dissatisfaction with needing the world to pay for you, like needing systems to accommodate you, needing your parents to accommodate you, your partner to accommodate you, no longer satisfied with someone else buying your meal, that you are earning everything that you're, that you have, that you are putting in the work and the time and the focus and the energy. And so there's a wrestling with that, you know, that, that takes some time, you know, so that's kind of the path towards maturity. And then in maturity, you're just, you're doing work and getting it done. But whether you're young or mature, you can also wrestle with um, insecurity or security, right? I used to use the terms unhealth and health, but I think it's really insecurity and security. And insecurity can cover all sorts of different areas. It can mean mental health, traumas, um, uh, attachment styles that are not secure. You can have some sort of toxicity uh, or someone around you has rampant toxicity, some sort of mental stuckness or addiction. And that can be a real challenge to work through. That takes some time and attention and focus and deliberate attention to, to put into your life to get onto a trajectory where you can start to live on your own and do your own things. So, you know, it's going to require care and discipline and support and uh, really believing that you want to live the life that you want to live. And that's sort of a path towards a more secure living, which means, you know, kind of uh, getting your things handled. You know, your your partner is supportive of you. Uh, your parents are supportive or you create a healthy distance or you're setting proper boundaries or you're able to speak up for yourself. You're doing a you're working on projects that mean something to you. You're doing you know, passion, purpose, and mission and really giving it your all. So these things are important to uh, consider that even if you're young or mature, you can still have a sense of insecurity in either state. And if we're moving towards this space where there's going to be this mass idealism crash, I think it's going to be important to work towards accepting your experience now. Because if you're experiencing a, a youth and insecure situation, then you're going to need to start working towards accepting where you are right now. That doesn't mean staying stuck where you are right now. But if you are a young person pretending like you're super mature, that's just going to lock you into place for a long time. If you're a mature person thinking that you're you know, you need to be like one of the young people and you're not owning your station in life and not taking personal responsibility and doing your work and whatever, then that's going to keep you running in circles and insecure and not getting things done. So I think acceptance is just like really owning the things that you can and cannot change, you know, and I think it's largely owning what you cannot change. I can't change my height. I'm five foot four. I'm, this is it. 
you know, I can maybe get platform shoes or something, but you know, it doesn't matter. I'm not trying to be taller than I am. This is just who I am. I can change my weight. I can work on that. I can, I can work on my lifestyle and my eating and working out and stuff like that. There's some mental stuff I'm working in around that. But, um, there are, for me, accepting my dyslexia, like this is just a part of my experience and trying to tailor my life around that because I still have to pay bills. I still have to get things done. I still have to participate because uh, I'm no longer really dependent on anyone and needing to make it work if I want to keep having the life that I have. So acceptance is accepting the effects that you cannot have you can have or cannot have and the qualities of yourself that you do have or don't have and again when you're young you're learning what those qualities are right you're making a mess you're figuring it out but i think it's good to maybe take some notes of some things like write down 10 things that you know you can't do not that you think you can't do it's not about things you haven't tried yet that you're you're talking yourself out of but things that you have difficulties around or things that you know you can't change. I can't save the world. That's the reckoning that a lot of millennials are going to have. I cannot save the world. As much as there are increasing superhero imagery and avatars in not only Marvel movies, but all sorts of other movies, even the um, the start screens for the Adobe uh, <laughs> programs are all superhero themed. Uh, we're really moving into the time of the millennial. And uh, I think for any millennial to be able to do the best work that we can do to actually impact the lives of ourselves and our family and the people around us, it's going to be in accepting our capacities, so accepting our uh, what we cannot do, accepting what we can focus on and actually make an impact in, how we can serve and not the idealisms around how we wish we could serve because this is just what it is. And the closer that we can get to accepting that is the more we can actually be potent and focused and of service in the best ways that we can possibly be. So let me know in the comments, like, do you see this in yourself? Do you see yourself moving towards some sort of idealism burnout? What do you have idealisms around? What are you struggling with in terms of uh, accepting what you can or cannot do? What I would love to hear in the comments, what is one thing that you know that you can't do? Not in a self-deprecating way, but what is something that you've accepted that you cannot do and maybe you found a different way to do it or you know, made some sort of change to honor what that is? Uh, I would love to hear about that in the comments below. If you go to happychemicals.org, we have uh, courses for INTPs, if you're an INTP in the Myers-Briggs system. And uh, I also have a chat bot on there that has a personality test that I'm kind of working on that you can check that out if you'd like as well. <clears throat> so that's it for this episode. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Like, share, and all that stuff. I have been Christian Rivera and continue to be. And uh, I'll catch you next time on Happy Chemicals. See ya.